Welcome to Fall with the Seasons Leadership Podcast, where we recognize the time in your leadership journey to integrate new insights and knowledge. Throughout the seasons, we'll bring you actionable advice to improve your leadership and life today. Thank you for joining me, Susan Ireland, and my co-host, Debbie Collard. As certified leadership coaches and co-founders of Seasons Leadership, we share a vision to make excellent leadership the worldwide standard. Learn more at seasonsleadership.com. Join us in making positive leadership the norm rather than the exception by listening and engaging in discussions featured on this podcast. You help us bring leadership excellence to the world. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you to everybody for joining us today. And um, speaking of leadership excellence, our topic today, what good leaders do is they care about their customers because why are you in business? If you don't have any customers, there's no need for you to be a business. And so you need to take care of those customers. And so our topic today is near and dear to my heart. Although Susan, I would say that wasn't always true. I didn't early in my career, not only did I not care about much about customer service, I would have trouble describing who our customers were. I just knew here's my job. This is my boss. Make boss happy. That was the process. <laughs> right. I wouldn't say you didn't care about it. You just didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. It wasn't on my radar screen right. at all. Right. And then um, relatively early in the career, though, I, I got into a thing. I was always getting um, brought up to do these special projects that kind of nobody else wanted to do. And we've talked about on that and other um, aspects. And it was good for me because I learned new things by doing this. One of those things was this thing called knock their socks off training that the company had invested in. I know, funny name, right? I know. Um, I don't remember that training. That's funny. <laughs> um, so it might've been localized, who knows, yeah. but they had made a big investment, brought in these consultants, going to train you in customer satisfaction, knock their socks off. And but despite the fact that it had a funny name, the training was kind of interesting because they put us in like a call center environment yeah, and had us take a call from a customer. It wasn't really, they were pretending to be the customer and then played back to us what we did right in the call, what we didn't do so well, how we could do it better. So um, it was pretty good. But the biggest thing out of that was I started paying attention. It's like, wait, who's my customer? My customer isn't just like the end customer of the product or service of the organization I work on. I also have customers inside, right? You know, so someone in a different function or a different, um, if you look at a process and, and who I hand my stuff off to is my customer. So mm -hmm. I started paying attention to all that kind of stuff. And I was like, wow, this is kind of trippy that. Mm -hmm there's all these customers for me to pay attention to, but right. I also started paying more attention to kind of customer service I oh. received. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we can get going on this because there are so many examples of customer service that to be nice might be less than optimal. <laughs> <laughs> You're being way too nice. There is some I know. really crappy customer service out there. I know it. I or know it. Non-existent. Um, yeah. But then there's on the other side, 
of the teeter-totter, there's great customer service examples as well. I mean, a a few come to mind. I'm sure they do for anybody who thinks about this for a few minutes, but, um, you know, eating in restaurants, I embarrass my family all the time because if we don't get good customer service, then I, I wouldn't always in the past, I might grumble about it, but I wouldn't take any overt action or do anything, but now I do. And I go talk to somebody and I'm not mean or anything else. I just point out that this was less than optimal and what they could do about it. But I had a really good example recently where I pointed out, and it wasn't because of a customer service issue to start with, but the result was some good customer service. So mother nature caused uh, via a hurricane caused a cruise I was going to be going on to not happen. And so I called the cruise line to say, Hey, I know you guys can't control the weather, but anyway, we could get a refund for this. And they were very nice. Ultimately I did get a refund. Um, but even if I hadn't, the point is they were, they took care of me as a customer. They cared about me. I felt they cared about me in the way they responded to me in a, in a not so other side of the example, just today, this morning, my husband has been getting referred to a specialist for an issue he's got going on and it's not life-threatening or anything like that, but they had scheduled him then forgot about the appointment. Then he went in for the appointment today and they said, Oh no, the doctor's not even here. We're not planning to do that today. We're, we're just going to talk to you. And he was very upset, rightly so, because it's, you're making the customers in that sort of situation feel like you don't care one way or the other, what they're doing. You're just doing your own thing. Or that their time is more valuable than yours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And you know, it, it's funny because unfortunately I think bad customer service is more the norm, or at least it feels that way. You know, I just think of all the things on the computer, you know, like if you have, you want to, you want to get an answer and then you can't even call anybody anymore, you know? So you're trying, (laughs) you're trying to like follow the form and it's like, what's your problem or something. And there's your problem isn't there. And so then you're like trying to write it in and think like, they don't even want to talk to me or they don't, they, there's no Avenue to actually like get this resolved. It just keeps kicking down the road, you know? So it's, it's so infuriating, but what the, I mean, it's, it's just everywhere. And I, there's really, I can, my blood starts to boil and I can get (laughs) emotional about this, but what it does do is when I have good customer service, it's like so refreshing and I am loyal so if somebody actually talks Absolutely. to me <laughs> and right. and I know even if it's not really the answer that I want, if I feel heard and, and cared about as a customer, right? Yeah. And let's face it, people have choices. They have more choices today than ever before about who they want to do business with, what types of organizations they want to do business right. with. And leaders who don't get it a customer service is important can find themselves without a business right because it directly impacts your bottom line right. directly impacts it right and so people can say they can vote with their feet like right. you said I, I can just go somewhere else and get better customer service and be loyal to that new place i went 
Right. And then you're not going to get me away from them. Right. But let's, let's talk about this for a second. Who's responsible for customer service? Right. Right. I, it's, you know, oh, sorry about that. I don't know if you heard that, but um, <laughs> good. You didn't. Um, I, everybody's responsible for customer service, right? We all, like you said, our customers are not just the the end of the line pe- person who's buying the product or service. Right. It's everybody along the line. So actually as a, as a leader, you know, I am responsible for customer service for everybody who works for me, right? Absolutely. You know, you said it well, everyone's responsible for it. However, the leader, the top leadership is ultimately responsible because it's tightly coupled to the culture of the organization. So if, if the leader doesn't care about customer service, guess what? The people aren't going to make it a priority either. It's true. And even further that if the leader says customer service is important in words, but is treating their organization in a way that does not respect the employees, they don't respect their time or their efforts, or they don't give them the resources needed to do their job, that shadow is going to overcome the whole organization. And the people who work for that leader are going to be treating their customers, whether it's the final end customer or somebody else along the process, the same way. Right. Because it's not walking the talk in that case, no. the example you gave, right? The leader is saying one thing and doing another. Yeah. And people notice that. So you can't, you have to be authentic as a leader in, okay, here's how I say I want things done. And I demonstrate that same way of doing things, not the opposite, not the opposite. A great example, a customer service, and everybody will have heard of this one is the Ritz Carlton hotel chain. Um, The company's known for their, what they call their gold standard of customer service. And in that they, they have a motto, ladies and gentlemen, serving ladies and gentlemen. And they expect every employee to be ready to serve the customer at any time and give them a great customer experience. Um, One of their five principles, I love this. I think we may consider adopting it, deliver wow. Yeah, deliver wow. And it's about the ultimate guest experience. And um, they do, they walk the talk there. They do daily standups in every department. Yes. The leader is responsible for making those happen and for doing the same things, demonstrating what they want the rest of the employees to do underneath of them. And so uh, I I happen to have the pleasure of um, being on a board with Hort Schulze when he was the CEO of the Ritz-Carlton. And he told this story and he said, we have... Um, it, we had a, a electrician changing a light bulb, changing light bulbs throughout one of the hotels. And a customer came up to him at the bottom of the ladder and said, excuse me, I can't find anybody I need. The electrician real, got down off the ladder immediately, safely, um, and uh, helped, the, helped the customer. 
he wasn't in charge of that. He could have said, oh, I'm sorry, that's not my department. You need to right. go talk to blah, blah, blah. But right. he didn't. He helped the person and he helped them to the point where they were handed off to another person. Yes. With him standing there and he made sure their problem was going to get resolved. Then yeah. he went back to changing his light bulbs. So <laughs> it just goes to show you that that permeates and is baked into the culture of the Ritz-Carlton yeah. organization. And that's what leaders need to do right. if they truly care about customer service, which right. they should. Right. It it, it really uh, reminds me, sometimes I hear from people um, that I coach, like I've got a problem in my organization. Um, I don't like the attitude or um, we're not, um, we need more accountability or, or something, you know, that is, uh, needs improvement. Well, the, really the first question is, is how are you demonstrating that? Right. It's, it's, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a if little bit If you don't obvious. care about it, no one else will. It's true. And conversely, if you do care about something and demonstrate that everyone will. It's true. And therefore it will be part of the culture. Right. Employees watch what leaders, we've said this a million times, right? Yeah. Employees watch what leaders do and say all the time, even when you don't know that they're watching. And that tells those employees what you're focused on and what you care about as a leader, what's important to you. So they just have to walk the talk and their actions yeah. every single day. Right. And sometimes, I mean, uh, Leaders are busy. They've got a lot on their plate. They're fighting fires. And, you know, I remember feeling this way sometimes is like, who is paying attention to me? You know, I'm just doing my job just like everybody else. And, but, but it is the fact that people do pay attention and getting in the weeds takes you away from seeing, uh, things on a higher level. Um, leaders need to be more self-aware, I think, than anybody. And I just want to put in a plug for a coach because, you know, we don't give ourselves time to reflect and really think about these things. So, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. I think we have, don't we have a challenge for leaders or a call to action? Absolutely. I think here's the call to action. Go take a look at your own organization. Be introspective take a look as like oh how do i act what do i say and do my actions match what i'm saying to the people in my organization and look at your try to look at your organization out of body experience here but through the eyes of the customer right if someone's just seeing my organization for the first time or experiencing what we provide for the first time what kind of experience are they having you can use a secret shopper. There's lots of methods by which you could do this, but the call to action is do it. Right. Go check it out and be ready to see where things may not be working. Like, are there issues that your customers may be experiencing that you had no idea about? Because not knowing is not an excuse. Exactly. I think really what you're saying is boots on the ground. It's really important to go and experience what your customers or your employees are really experiencing. Like today, um, I know 
the world is changing so fast. Work is changing so fast that sometimes I think we forget and we think that, um, oh, I was successful when I had this job. I was coming up in the organization or whatever. And and so it's still possible to do that you know, now. I think the technology is different. The environment's different. The people have different choices. And so it's really important to stay current. Yes, absolutely. And the only way to do is get boots on the ground and find out what's happening. And have a regular process to do that, right? Yes. Yes. So that's our call to action from Seasons Leadership. Get out there, figure out what your customers are experiencing and what kind of example you as a leader are setting, what shadow you're casting, as Susan would say. Right. So. Okay. Well, thank you listeners for joining us for the Seasons Leadership Podcast today. We hope you're able to take these words of excellence with you to help strengthen the organizations and communities and your leadership in which you leave them work. And we have a special bonus announcement today. Please join us for a free live webinar with seasoned leader, David Spong. It's gonna be held from five to 6 p.m. Pacific time on October 17th. That's coming up in just a few weeks here. By hosting this live free event, we're hoping to connect with leaders at all levels that are part of our seasons leadership community or on our subscriber list and beyond. Um, so please forward it to other people, mm -hmm. bring a friend if you come to the live event, because it's a great opportunity to talk to David about how to create a successful culture of your team. You can talk to him about customer satisfaction, yeah. get his take on it, how to establish a leadership filter. Um, David writes for us in a, a Patreon exclusive column, Lessons in Leadership, which is wonderful. And you can get those too by joining and subscribing to our community on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash seasons leadership to sign up. David will answer your questions live about his career and his best leadership advice. So don't miss it. Until next time, we're sending you positivity for integrating the new insights into your leadership and life. Thank you for joining us.